Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada, and welcome to the show. It is 3.10 p.m. in the afternoon. Just felt like coming out here and uh, doing another episode as I am home today. So thank you for joining me. This is the 4th of December, uh, January I guess it's January now, New Year, right? 2022. Thank you for joining me. Well, how's everybody doing this fine Tuesday, January the 4th, 2022? I was out here late last night, uh, did another um, hour-long episode. And, uh, you know, thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to that episode and um, all the downloads uh, from people around the world. Now, here we are again, you know, starting a new year, and um, here we are still dealing with COVID, and of course, dealing with the new variant, the Omicron, and so, what should, what can we do? I mean, you know, with, with closures like here in Ontario with the schools, um, have been closed until at least the 17th of January. Gyms, movie theaters, indoor dining have all been shuttered. Capacity limits being put in place. You know, with the holidays over, And the rise in the case counts, not just here across Canada, the United States, where they're seeing over 400,000 cases a day. And every other part of the world. So... Staying at home from work, school, because you're sick or because schools are closed and you have to be home with the kids. There are ways to stay connected while social distancing at the same time. Now, even over the holidays and, you know, throughout the course of this pandemic, I mean, people... Uh, um, have been, excuse me, doing the digital live chats, connecting with friends and family members. And it's likely that will continue into the future, whether it's on Skype, FaceTime, or even Zoom. And another way people are filling their time at home is been watching 
their favorite TV series or movies. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a great way to, you know, spend time with family, right? Some services come with a feature that allows you to have virtual watch parties with friends and family where you can watch a program at the same time and comment in real time. Well, that's really pretty cool, eh? Technology that we have today. And with all the more streaming service than ever, a dedicated streaming player is often the best way to access them all. Even if you have a smart TV, they may offer features and services that your TV lacks. And according, you know, according to the Consumer Reports, the Amazon Fire TV Stick, the 4K Max, is a good value for $75 and did well in its tests. So maybe something that you want to maybe uh, look at in, in purchasing. Another way to stay connected with your friends is with a gaming console or a computer where you can play together with friends online. but you need a good headset to talk with them while you're playing. Now, people doing FaceTime. Texting all day long. However you spend your time, ladies and gentlemen, you know, whatever makes you happy, you know, to to connect with, with, with family and friends. And even your coworkers, I mean, if you're homesick and you want to know what's going on in the job, you know, there's so many different ways we can, we can connect with each other, you know? And so this new year is also, you know, many people decide to get into shape and there are many fitness programs that allow you to connect virtually to help you reach your goals. And right now, being that the gyms are closed here in Ontario, maybe this is something that people can, can get into. Another great way to connect is using the services of your local library, which allow you to download eBooks, movies, music for free. And also consider, consider things like virtual cooking classes and book clubs, as well as online tours of aquariums, museums, and zoos. Well, we're not going to be doing that here, but you can do it online. Just a lot of things that people do. I mean, you know, over the course of this pandemic, we saw people, you know, on, um, on Facebook, music from home. people to entertain uh, or do whatever you know it takes to get through the day thank you for joining me I'm your host Doug from Ontario Canada so just out here you know talking about that things that we can do with another COVID winter you know is what we're looking at you know with the case counts just climbing dramatically you know around the globe you know, where people are spending time away 
from work or school because they're either sick or somebody's sick and they have to stay home or the schools are closed and the kids have to do online learning. And, you know, during your downtime, uh, your downtime, you know, with family, you know, where people, like I said, they, you know, they're doing the digital live chats, connecting with friends and family members. And it's likely that will continue in the future, whether it's on Skype, FaceTime, or even Zoom. Online video games that you can reach out to other friends and family and play online games together. And of course, using your local library, which can allow you to download ebooks, movies, and music for free. Now, I was out here last night, you know, talking about the new the new uh, rules that were put in place or restrictions as you want to call them starting tomorrow here in Ontario, Canada with the closures of schools, the gyms will be closed. The movie theaters will be closed. Indoor dining will be closed. Capacity limits for shopping malls, even the big box stores, 50%. Indoors, meaning your home, five people or 10 people outside. And of course, all the same rules that are out there, mask wearing while you're out in, in public, in public buildings. Even grocery stores are down to 50% capacity. Now, you know, saying that, you know, I was watching the news last night and, um, you know, with the big box stores, you know, it, it, it's, it, it just blows my mind. It's just absolutely crazy. That was, you know, especially with Costco, you know, People will line up down the street. That has got to be the most ridiculous thing going on. So what if Costco has to go to 50%? They're still going to be open seven days a week. So what is the point of going and standing in line for blocks on end? waiting to get into Costco. You don't see that at the grocery stores. People aren't standing down the block waiting to get into the grocery stores. People are doing their normal shopping. I don't know what it is with Costco shoppers. I, I, I can't even get into your mindset. I, I really can't. Tomorrow, when the, these restrictions come into effect here in Ontario, Costco is still going to be open. So are the shopping malls. Just at 50% capacity. 
I mean, if, if Costco can hold 10,000 people on a normal shopping day, well, 5,000 people <laughs> can still shop. I, I don't get it, man. I just, I just don't get the concept of standing in line waiting to get into a place like Costco. It's ridiculous. And not only more, how is it more ridiculous? I mean, you're not even social distancing. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I was reading this other article too. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not just Canada, you know, facing these challenges. It's not just the United States facing these challenges. But, you know, when, when you look at the United States, you know, our neighbor to the south, you know, the Omicron upends return to the United States uh, to the United States schools and workplaces. Same things it's doing here in Canada, all across Europe and around the world. You know, and the school systems in the United States extended their their holiday break Monday or switched back to online instruction because of the explosion in COVID nineteen cases. And while other pressed ahead with in-person classes amid seemingly growing sense that Americans will have to learn to coexist with the virus. Well, <laughs> you do what you want over there, whatever. The thing is, you know, Ontario was the last province to change its mind on reopening the schools. Kids were going to return to school tomorrow. All the other nine provinces and three territories here in this country closed to in-class learning. Yesterday's announcement came and the province here in Ontario says, no, we're gonna, we're, we are going to close the schools until January the 17th. Now with things that are going on you know, with, with the United States, you know, caught between pleas from teachers and fearful of infections and parents who want their children in classes, school districts in cities such as New York, Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, and beyond found themselves in a difficult position midway through the academic year because of the super contagious Omicron variant. The city of New York is the nation's largest school system. They opened their, their classrooms to, to roughly a million students. Stockpiling take-home COVID tests. You know, so New York City says they're going to keep the schools open. Now, this one here so outside you know you know they're talking about you know with with the teachers union you know had asked the mayor to postpone in-person learning for a week city officials have long said that mass requirements testing and other safety measures mean that children are safe in school you know what we did the same thing no different here before the Christmas break, 
We had several schools that were closed due to outbreaks. The new cases of the COVID-19 in the city, this is New York, shot up from daily average to about 17,000 in the week before the holidays to nearly 37,000 last week. And across the United States, new COVID cases have tripled in the past two weeks to over 400,000 cases a day in the United States. And this, with these rates, and is resulting with worker shortages and putting a heavy burden on employers, large and small, and not just on employers, large and small, it's putting a huge burden on your hospitals. It's putting a huge burden on your healthcare professionals. You know, sometimes I, I sit back and I think, well, I mean, does, does Americans actually really give a shit when it comes to your healthcare professionals? You don't get it. You don't get the strain that you're putting them under. You don't get the, you don't get it, the, 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 um, the burnout rate that healthcare officials are experiencing, not just in the United States, but here in Canada and around the world, but who gives a shit about that, right? Oh, they'll be there. They're, they're, they'll be there every day for us. We'll just run amok and we'll do as we please. Who cares? Absolutely ridiculous. It's just not on other companies, large and small. It's your healthcare system is, is, is at the collapsing point. But who cares about that too, right? People don't stop to even think about that. I got an idea. How about the, the hell with restrictions? And see what happens. See how long your healthcare system can hold up then. It won't last, it won't last a week. Your healthcare system in the United States would be ran, be ran over so fast. that you won't be able to fix it quick enough. Same thing would happen here in Canada. And then what's next? You know, other things that's happening, you know, in, in the United States, you know, in, in, in uh, New Orleans, where weekend garbage collection was delayed 
Jury trials in several Colorado counties were suspended. Some libraries on New York Long Island and ski resorts in New Hampshire had to close. A restaurant owner in Atlanta has spent $700 on rapid test kits and resorted to testing workers in the parking lot to make sure he had enough help to staff a recent dinner shift. Or otherwise, he would have to close his, his diner. There's another uh, a small a small company, Don Crawley of, of House Cleaning Heroes, a cleaning service based in, in Herdon, Virginia, said she had to cancel four of 20 cleaning jobs for today because four employees were sick. and the fear that it'll run through the team as well as customers. You know, policymakers and health authorities have been mindful of the economy and the education system. Well, we've done the same thing here in Canada. Public health experts have said that eradicating the virus is unlikely and that the world will have to instead have to find a way to keep COVID-19 down to acceptable levels the way it does for the flu. Well, how do you do it for the flu? Well, you get vaccinated. The flu is a different strain of a coronavirus as no comparison to the variants that we've seen through COVID-19. No comparison whatsoever. Now, with the um, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention cut the rec uh, recommended COVID-19 isolation period from 10 days to five days. We've done the same thing here in Canada. Whether that's going to help make a difference, I have no idea. The thing is about, you know, what we did here in Canada for that five days instead of 10 days is for fully vaccinated people. If you come down with COVID. Then after a 24 hour period of those five days, you would have to test negative. It doesn't mean here, like for, for instance, here in Canada, it doesn't mean you just isolate for five days and you're done. No, you still have to be tested to make sure you're not infected. And yesterday in another, in another development that could have of a bearing on the ability of schools to stay open, the Food and Drug Administration gave the okay for Pfizer booster shots for children as, as young as 12. And they're already recommended for everybody 16 years of age and older. And around the county of Los Angeles, Unified School District announced Monday that schools will will now reopen on January the 11th. 
because of the rise of the Omicron variant. And the district's 600,000 students and roughly 73,000 employees will have to show a negative COVID-19 test result to enter the campus. See, you know, the colleges and universities, you know, here, here in Canada and every single province, that every single university student and college student is vaccinated. All faculty and staff is vaccinated or you cannot even step foot on the property. So we have some similarities here with Canada in the United States. Syracuse, New York canceled school Monday because of the increasing number of infections and a lack of substitute teachers. In Wisconsin, 75,000 students, Milwaukee school system is going back to virtual instruction today, Tuesday, because of a rising case among staff members. The district said it is aiming to return in person classes on January the 10th. I guess that's just going to have to be a wait and see, right? The Madison, Wisconsin district also announced a shift of virtual learning beginning Thursday, Detroit school superintendent told parents there will be no in-person or online learning through Wednesday because of a high rate of infection among employees that could lead to extensive spread of COVID-19 and excessive staff shortages. So how the hell are they going to have online learning if you've got staff home sick? They can't do any teaching to the kids. And roughly 350,000 students in Chicago school system returned, but a dispute between the district leaders and the teachers union over safety measures could disrupt classes later this week. Because the union said it may vote Tuesday for remote teaching in the nation's third largest district. Schools in Davenport, Iowa, surprised parents early Monday by announcing that the cancellation of all classes for the day because of a shortage of bus drivers that was blamed for at least in part of COVID-19. And we've seen the same thing here with the shortages of bus drivers, school bus drivers. Now, you know, some of this stuff here, you know, the president of the National Parents Union, a network of parent organizations called the sudden switch back to virtual learning an abomination. What kind of bullshit is that? That is absolutely absurd. You know, once again, parents are left scrambling at the last minute and worse, Far too many children are being deprived of their learning experiences, you know, which is critical to their academic and social emotional development. Yes, it is. 
but so is their health. So is their parents' health. The kid gets COVID, brings home COVID from school, it's going to give it to the parents. There's no way, there's no easy way of doing this. There just isn't. You want to take the risk, you want to take the chance. I mean, that's up to the governments. That's, that's, you know, that, that's the risk they're going to have to live with. That's the chance they're going to have to have to live with. Here in Canada, the same thing. Schools actually was supposed to start tomorrow. Here across Ontario, anyways, in this province. But now, like I said, it's been delayed until the 17th. We, we scaled back, you know, with capacity limits. Which start tomorrow. I don't know why they're starting tomorrow. They, they made this announcement yesterday and it should have came into effect today. If you're going to change the restrictions around, you do it immediately. You don't give people the opportunity to continue to gather in large groups. We're already seeing record numbers of cases and we're going to continue to see them. January is going to be probably one of the toughest months of winter as it's been over the course of this pandemic. The cases have, have risen throughout the fall in the winter. And as spring rolls around and it gets warmer outside, more people get outside. Case numbers seem to drop. But with this variant, we're going to have to wait to see if that's going to be the case. Hopefully people, more people come to their senses and get vaccinated. Because you certainly don't want to end up in the hospital. You certainly don't want to end up in the intensive care unit. You know, like the flu shot, you know, it's designed to help lessen the symptoms. And so is this vaccine for COVID-19. It's to help lessen the symptoms if you get COVID.
So, you know, things aren't really much different when it comes to education and the stance that people take on education really isn't that much difference between Canada and the United States. To our furthest points in our, in our, in our northern, in our northern hemisphere, in our three territories, you know, they, if they get four infections, they shut down everything. Because they don't have the capacity of what we do in the large cities. And they live in the remote areas in the country, in the, in the most remote areas in the country. They get as much as a sniffle. They'll shut it down. Now, you probably as where as, as I am, you know, when it comes to, you know, social media and, you know, it comes to, um, rules set forth by whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or whoever it may be. I mean, you really, you really don't want to be spreading this information anyways, especially you don't want to be doing it on, on, um, social media. I'm sure you've heard of this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the controversial Republican Congresswoman in the United States. Where she has now had her Twitter account permanently suspended. For spreading COVID-19 misinformation. And it's not just the COVID-19 misinformation that she's spreading. That's just one of her mistakes. Now, Twitter says that we permanently suspended the account that they refer to at, uh, at MT Greeny for repeated violations of the COVID misinformation, uh, misinformation policy. And that they have made it clear that per our strike system, the policy will be permanently suspended accounts for repeated violations of the policy. And that goes for everybody. You know, but she doesn't know when to quit chewing on the bone. You know, she responds by saying, calling Twitter an enemy to America and can't handle the truth. Well, misleading misinformation isn't the truth. And she knows it. 
You know, I don't know what the hell is wrong with people. I really don't. You know, she, um, So she got, so she got like, she, she received a 12 hour ban after social media platform accused her of spreading COVID-19 information. The Congresswoman responded on Facebook saying free speech is under attack. Well, that's not, that's not under attack. Is that if, you, if you're going to use social media uh, uh, as a platform to spread misinformation and you know that it is misinformation and you're purposely doing it. That's not freedom of speech. That's just really stupid. And you have to be really stupid in order to believe it. It's unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, she made, there's, there's another comment that, you know, you know, this happened, you know, this is true. And, and, and I was reading part of this article and even living here in Canada, being Canadian, I mean, it really pissed me off, you know, and before she was elected to Congress, she made a slew of social media posts embracing far-right conspiracy theory theories green questioned the legitimacy of the deadly school shooting shootings believing that they were staged and whether a plane really hit the pentagon on 9-11 she went on to harass the parkland shooting survivor david hogg in public and never offered an, never offered an apology and you know about that parkland shooting that I'm talking about. She believed that the deadly school shootings, believing that they were staged. Fucking kidding me right now. You know, it's like Columbine. How about the movie theater shooting? You know, were they all staged? Is it all just bullshit? And her, and her pea brain, they were. You know, she, she doesn't know when to quit. She doesn't seem to have any quit in her. But if you keep giving microphones to people like her and Donald Trump and the rest of them out there, they're going to feed you the bullshit you want to hear. If you're the type of person that actually hangs on to every single word that they say and actually believe it, you got to be out of your flipping tree. Donald Trump is one of the best of them out there. He makes some of those cult leaders out there look stupid. Donald Trump reels you in if you're a Trump follower 
And he has you hanging off every single word that he has to say. And then, then in your in then in your your little pea brain, you believe it. And then he tells you on January the sixth of last year to go down to the Capitol and fight like hell and take your country back. And what do these idiots do? They do exactly what he said to do. Because that's what their little pea brain heard. Then you got people like Dr. Tenpenny. I'm sure you've heard of her with all her conspiracy theories and bullshit, you know, about uh, the virus, uh, about... Uh, the vaccines. She even goes as far as saying that people who get vaccinated become magnetic. That metal's going to stick to your body. Is anybody, you know, anybody on my show fully vaccinated? I mean, go find a piece of metal and put it on your body, you know, put it on the injection site and see if it sticks to you. I mean, where do they come up with these theories? It's absolutely ridiculous. So if you so whether whether it is Marjorie Taylor Greene or anybody, if you can go out on social media and you're going to spread misinformation. You're going to find your account permanently suspended. It doesn't matter who you are. If they want to make an example out of her, good for them. You know, last February, the House of Representatives decided to strip Green of her committee assignments due to her past harmful remarks about the violence against Democrats. She was also suspended in August after she claimed COVID-19 vaccines were failing and that that they were ineffective at reducing the virus's spread with no claims to back it up. Now, you know, with, um, Other things that, you know, she, she has done, you know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, did they, they, did they lift the suspension ban off of Donald Trump on, 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 uh, on Twitter? I don't know. I think he's asked for it to have it lifted yet or not. So I don't think it has been, you know, see, that's what happens to you. 
you know, whether you're Trump, Marjorie Green, Dr. Tenpenny, you know, and other conspiracy theories out there putting all that misinformation out there. Yeah, you deserve to have your account suspended. You abuse it, you lose it. As simple as that. You know, I, I, I find it really hard to to even, you know, imagine people actually even falling for that bullshit. You know, it's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, you know, with things, you know, unfolding rapidly here across the country here in Canada, you know, like I talked about last night for, you know, a couple of you that were on my show last night, you know, um, these new restrictions, you know, um, really, you know, going back to, to really like stage two, you know, come effect or, or in effect starting tomorrow, you know, with, with, um, of course, closures of the schools, uh, gyms, movie theaters, 50% uh, 50 capacity in in shopping malls, grocery stores. You know, 50% capacity really anywhere in, 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 you know, in the non-essential businesses, you know, no more indoor dining. You know, um, in the business sector, I mean, indoor dining, well, they, they, they were, you know, the pioneer of contact tracing. They were doing contact tracing before the, the government even talked about contact tracing. You know, being fully vaccinated and having these QR codes um, showing that you're fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated, that you could dine in a restaurant, you could go to a movie theater, could go to a sporting event. All that was meant to help. And that was to help others. If you wanted to be able to do these things, that then you were to get vaccinated. But here we are again, taking two steps back. Yes, people who are vaccinated are, are, are becoming infected. Partially vaccinated become infected, not vaccinated becoming, becoming infected. And we could be doing all the right things, but somehow we, we became exposed. We are around somebody somewhere who was infected. <clears throat> 
this month just may be the hardest month throughout the entire pandemic with this new variant to get through. Because how easily this variant spreads. I mean, you're seeing 400,000 cases a day in the United States. Our case, our case counts here, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, maybe 17,000, but they can't even keep up. So about how about we double that or triple that? Or maybe even quadruple that because they can't even keep up with the testing. We could be seeing over 30,000 cases a day. And that's just here in Ontario, not across the entire country. Every province is, is, is trying to keep up with their own counts. You could probably say we're seeing over 100,000 cases a day in Canada. It probably are. You know, that's why every single province and every single territory in this country has opt to close the schools. To change the capacity limits for indoor and outdoor. Your place a home, five people. Ten people outside. Unless your household, you have, you know, four kids and two adults. That's, you know, irrelevant because your immediate family, but that's your cap. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, this is only, what, the 4th? Yeah, the 4th of January. You know, here in this province of Ontario, I mean, you can't even get a PCR test unless you work for one of the following. If you're a healthcare professional. Or you're an essential caregiver. to a family member or family members that you work in a retirement home or a nursing home. They're the ones, they're the only ones that are going to be able to get a PCR test. So I have not heard of arm wrestling for truckers. Never heard of it. You know, the, the Ontario government um, was putting out the, the rapid uh, COVID tests 
And um, hell, we can't even keep up with that. All those school-age kids, um, just before the Christmas break, they all the kids were sent home with rapid testing kits. And then they made them uh, free to the public and they ran out quite quickly. And then people were selling them online, which by the way is illegal. I mean, you, 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 we even have to wait for a flu shot. You have to call to make an appointment. I mean, you used to just be able to walk into the, into the pharmacy or the doctor's office, you know, and get, and, and get a flu shot. Now we even have to call for that because, you know, the pharmacies can do the PCR tests. And like I said, if you're not working in any of the medical fields or you're not an essential caregiver, you're not getting a PCR test. And you have to book an appointment for that too. So we can't even keep up with the testing. And that's here in Ontario. I can't speak for the other provinces, but I'm sure they're having their share of difficulties for being able to keep up with the case counts. And that's why I say, you know, they say, you know, we can have 17,000 cases today when that could actually be 30,000 cases because they have no way of tracking it. How long do we got to keep doing this? I don't know. How long do we got to keep, you know, schools closed? I don't know. I mean, schools schools were uh, to be open first and closed last. And every time they do this, you know, they tell her, "Oh, you know, we're, we're gonna. It's gonna be safer. It's gonna be better, and we're gonna do all these things with the ventilation systems. You know, we're gonna put all this stuff in the schools and all that." Well, here we are. still closing the schools if we're, we're doing this over the whole period of time and what, what were they doing over the christmas break you know were they putting the new filter system in the schools while the kids were out for the holidays well if they haven't been well they got till the 17th to get going right to get doing the things they say they're going to do for the classrooms. You know, across the country, you know, when it came to mandates and company policies, corporations 
putting mandates that all employees must be vaccinated in order to work. The teachers, the you know, the government didn't mandate that all teachers be vaccinated. It just wasn't, you know, just corporations. I mean, we're talking, you know, uh, the fire department, the police department, paramedics, truckers. to be vaccinated. Essential essential workers to be fully vaccinated. Including everybody that works in the hospital. And the policy states, if you're not going to get vaccinated, then you're fired. And believe me, people have been fired for not following company policy on vaccination. It's sifting through the courts slowly. People challenge it. And as things start to unravel in the court systems, these mandating these rules to, to be fully vaccinated in order to work in these facilities is looking like the corporations and businesses have the right to mandate that. Big corporations like Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler have that in their policy. Got to be fully vaccinated to work there. Even places, you know, when it when it comes to to um, food processing plants, same thing. You have to be vaccinated. See, when we come out of these restrictions, and hopefully, you know, you know, maybe by the twenty, well, the twenty-first of January, and things maybe looking a little better. I don't know. And when things start to look better, you know, the government went to the extent uh, of putting together the QR system for proof of vaccination. And, you know, as we get through these winter months and when things start to improve and they come back to indoor dining we're still going to have these qr codes we're still going to 
they're still going to have the policy that the only way that you can go and dine in a restaurant or go to the movie theaters or go to the gym is that they have to have proof that you're vaccinated. That's not going to change. I guess it's just a wait and see. So, starting on my show here, talking about the the Omicron upends return to the United States, uh, the United States schools and workplaces. It's no different there than it is here when it comes to whether they keep the schools open or closed, keep the workplaces open or closed work from home, not just here in Canada, the United States, all over the world, doing the same things. They're either keeping them schools going or they're not. So thank you for joining me this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, you know, only being Tuesday. But enjoy the rest of your week. Take care of yourselves. Watch out for one another. And just, you know what? Just follow the rules. Thank you for joining me.